I want to talk for just a second. I'm going to be quick. They promised you an hour. What is it, 1034? I got 26 minutes on the dot. That's cool. We can do it. We can do it. Good thing my dad ain't up here, right? 26 minutes, man. We need a real miracle. No, I'm just messing with him. I'm just messing with him. But for real, connect groups, man, it's changed my life. These two were my connect group leaders, Travis and Shiloh, man. Wave at everybody. Just wave at everybody. They're the coolest, man. They were my connect group leader. I got to meet so many incredible people, go deeper with people. And to be really honest with you guys, connect groups are kind of this thing to where it's like if you're not connected in the church with people that's why the words connect group and a big part of community a big part of Jesus a big part of all of this is to be connected because going through life alone would suck and going through life alone without community is is very difficult and so connect groups are really a big part of this church. They're a big part of this house. And, and that's what I wanted to say. But before I get started today, I got a video that they're going to show you. And uh, yeah, you guys go ahead and cue that video and, and we'll get on this thing. We'll get after it. Hey, Dad, it's Mark. I, uh, I know I'm probably the last person you're expecting to hear from right now. But I'm, uh, I'm home. Now you're home. I'm actually standing on your front porch. I, uh, uh, 
look, I just want to tell you that I know I haven't been you know, the best son. Look, I guess what I'm trying to say is... I'm, so, I'm sorry for that, Dad. You know what? I don't know what I'm doing, all right? You've been fine without me? You know, I'm sure you continue to be fine without me. I, uh... I won't bother you no more, Dad. All right. I'm just sorry. Sorry about everything. Bye. His heart pounding. Today, I want to talk to you guys about the love of a father that doesn't quite make sense. The love of a father that doesn't quite add up. His heart pounding is what I want to talk to you guys about today. The, the love of a father that his heart is pounding. It makes me emotional. And I'm not going to cry because I got like 20 minutes. If I start crying, I'll talk forever. The, one thing I wanted to point about that, out about that video is how cool that truck was. Wasn't that truck cool, Jacoby? Yeah, that was a cool truck. Luke 15, 20. You guys can throw that up there for me. I'm going to read that real quick. Luke 15, 20. Luke 15, 20. Some men arrived carrying a paraplegic on a stretcher. They were looking for a way to get into the house before him, before Jesus. When they couldn't find a way because of the crowd, they went up into the roof, removed some ties, and let him down in the middle right in front of Jesus. Impressed by their bold belief, he said to them, friend, I forgive your sins. You can go to the next one. Luke 15, 20. You guys, we got the right verse back there. <laughs> Okay, that's all right. I got it. He, he embraced him. We'll work together here. He embraced him. With his heart pounding, he embraced his son. Today, I also want to jump in. And the, the center of our message today is going to be this, guys. Colossians 
chapter 1, verses 15. We look at the sun and we see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this sun. Did you see the way that the Father looked at the sun? And we see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds his purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. And when it comes to the church, he organizes and holds it together like the head of a body. James, I got a big math problem for you. You ready to solve this? This is James. Ready for this? You graduated college, right? Yeah. You got this. Big, what is it? Say it loud. Three. One plus two equals three. Everybody hands together for James. I knew you would do it, man. I knew I, knew I could count on you. I knew it. One plus two equals three. Purpose, purpose. We start and we find our purpose in God. Number three today is going to represent our life. A meaning, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Number three, three, okay, E3, same thing. Our life, our life, a meaningful life, a fulfilling life. Everybody in this room is looking to make a great life. A life that has purpose, a life that has meaning. You wake up and you're passionate. You wake up and you're excited. You wake up and you know what you're going after. You know who you're going after. You know what you're here for. And every single one of us want to get to number three. But without one plus two, you can never get to three. And we always look at number two. Purpose. What's my purpose? Why am I here? The world's always searching. I believe that God put a little thing inside of our heart that only he can fill. A purpose inside of our heart that only he can fill. And I believe that Colossians was saying that everything begins and ends with him. Our purpose starts and ends and it is found in Jesus. What does that mean? It means that a meaningful life, everybody needs to know their purpose to live a meaningful life. Because if you're just going through life and there's no purpose, you're just really just a, just a, dead, just a carcass, just breathing. And there's no purpose, there's no meaning, you're just walking around, you're lackadaisical, you're depressed, there's nothing going on. And so we all know, we're all looking for purpose. Today, I want to talk to you guys about purpose, but I believe that the number one thing to get to number three is to focus on number one. And I know you guys can't read my handwriting, and I know I write really small, so I'll just say it. Relationship. One plus two equals three. We always start at two. We never go to one a lot of the times because we, we believe that because I once accepted Jesus, That because I was baptized, that number one is always taken care of. And yes, today is not a salvation message. Yes, today is a message about creating a meaningful life. But today, I really want to look at everyone in a sincere way. And I want to ask you, where are you running? 
Because I believe that every single person in this room is running. I know it. Your human nature is to run. You're running towards or you're running away. The title of this whole series is what? Say it loud. Forward. 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 Forward towards what? Where? Forward where? Today I want to ask you a question. We're all running. Every one of us, we're running. We're either running away or we're running towards. Away or towards. Every single day you wake up, you have a decision that you make. I'm going to run, but which way am I going to run? Where are we headed? My question today is we have not much longer. I want to read Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. You guys can go ahead and throw that up there. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13. I've literally read this every time I've preached up here. It says this. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste your godliness? What this is saying is, listen, you have a purpose, but without this... Without this, everyone will look at you and just be like, he's missing it. She's missing it. Without your saltiness, people, how will people taste the godliness? You've lost your usefulness and you will end up in the garbage. Let's jump over to John chapter 4, verses 34. We're going to talk a little bit about bread and a little bit about salt. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. If you're actually hungry, I agree. I'm hungry. Everyone was like, amen to that. Let's get out of here. Jesus said, the food that keeps me going is that I do the will of the one who sent me, finishing the work that he started. Jesus said, the food, the food, the food, the food that keeps me going, the food that keeps me going is that I do the will of the one who sent me because I have a bread that you do not know. And he had just talked to the women at the well, right? And he had just told her everything about her, her sins, her mistakes. And he looked at her and said that, listen, I know all that you've done, but one day you'll be able to worship with the rest of us and you'll be seen as equal. And all of his disciples came up to him like, why are you talking to this woman? You're not supposed to be talking to this woman, blah, blah, blah. And he looks at him, he says, I. I have a food that you do not know. How many of you think that Jesus woke up on a mission every day? Not just when he turned 30 and he kicked into it. Every day. We can all agree that we knew, we know that Jesus was entwined with his father, correct? Jesus knew his purpose. And so we celebrate his life. Everybody wants a great life. Everybody wants a purpose that people talk about. But a lot of people like to skip over the sacrificial, uncomfortable, consistent relationship. With this, gives you this to get this. Relationship with God, man, it's an interesting thing. All of us have some kind of relationship with God, whether it's non-existent or it's a great. I believe there's three to four different types of categories, I guess, you could throw Christians in if we're going to do it. Well, this is for fun. Why not? The first one I want to talk to you guys about is the person that loves Jesus, that serves God, that is committed, but there's a little piece of you that knows he doesn't have all of your heart. 
You know, like you were on fire for God, right? And sometimes you come in on Sunday mornings and you're on fire again. You feel the love of God. It's great. It's exciting. You're like, Jesus, thank you. This is incredible. And then Monday rolls around. You're like, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then Tuesday and then Wednesday night. And you're like, oh, I feel God again. And, and we have these ups and these downs. This, I talk to Jesus maybe on Sunday, maybe again on Wednesday. But you know, you know, you know deep down inside of you there's more to this than just where you're at. Because you've experienced it. You've been there. And so that's the first group. The second group is the people that, you know, they come to church. They know God. But it's always about what was and not what is. They always go back to when they were on fire for God. When they were feeling the presence of God. When the miracles did happen. When the breakthroughs did happen. What was, not what is. And then there's the third group, the people that just have absolutely no idea why they're here today. And they're just, that's just is what it is. They don't know God. They don't know anything about him. And that's just that it is what it is. And the reason I want to go into this today is because wherever you stand, you're on a journey. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey. So we can all take a breath. Ready? On three, we're going to go in, and then I'm going to say out, and we're going to go out. One, two, three. Take a breath, because the last page of your book has not yet been written. Your days are not over. If you have breath, he's not done. Listen, guys. This is bigger than life. This is bigger than life or death. This is bigger than a job. This is bigger than a marriage. This is bigger than a, a business. This is bigger than a 401k. This is bigger than a car. This, this is bigger than your children sitting next to you. This is bigger than everything. This is eternity itself. This is no joke. And so as I focus in, as we come to the final lap today, as we cut this message in half pretty much, I I want to look at you guys today, and I want to ask you a question. What is it that Pastor Mark and Pastor Dalton always say? If you're not growing, you're dying. We know it. We know it. And so I asked this question of whether in the beginning you were running, and we're all running. Are we running away? Or are we running towards? Or we're always in our mind, we like to tell ourselves we're running forwards, but forwards towards what? And then we read about purpose earlier in Matthew chapter 5, and we talked about the salt. And, and, and in Colossians, we talked about we start and we find our purpose in God. And then we talked in John chapter 4, verse 34, where it talks about he's the bread of life. And all of these things sound great. So, okay, we know my purpose is to be a light, to be, to be a light to the world. And that gives me a meaningful life. But, 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 but uh, this part's kind of sticky sometimes. And, and, and we're always growing or we're dying. And I want to ask you today, where are you headed for real? And I don't mean like heaven or hell. That's not what I'm trying to get at today. I'm just being honest with you guys. Like, like where are you really at with him? Because to be honest with you, I'm not your pastor. 
I'm not here to preach to you today. I believe I'm, I'm on a divinely inspired mission by Jesus Christ to deliver, to deliver a handwritten message to each one of you today that the Holy Spirit is trying to get inside of your heart, get inside of your mind and saying, listen, homie, it, it, it's been long enough. Because there's too much to do. There's too many people that need you. Your calling is too great. You're too talented. You're too gifted. You don't just have to go through life lackadaisically. You know there's something deeper in you. And I'm saying, listen, you don't need to try to figure out your purpose anymore. Just come back home. It's the pressure of life. It's the pressure of what's next. It's the pressure of I have to achieve, I have to do. And it's not a bad pressure, but without relationship, purpose, and life equal nothing. My story, I'll just be honest with you guys. My story has been a lot of trying to figure out this without this. A lot. I find myself in category one and category two very often. I'm just being honest. Can we be hot, humble, open, and transparent today? Y'all know we can. We, we can be open today. We're going to be a hot church. That's cool. Because I find myself in this place sometimes where I see the cost of a calling and I run from it. Because it's uncomfortable. See, a lot of people in this room, maybe it just kind of goes over your head because you haven't even got to step into this part yet. And when you really step into this part, you see the cost of this. And when you see the cost of this, you, you think, oh, it'll be great to have number three. But I, you're kind of stuck in this in-between phase of, I don't really know if I'm ready to give up everything yet. And so, so, so maybe I'll just turn this off and I'll try to find my purpose in other things. Maybe it's the kids. Maybe it's the marriage. Maybe it's the job. But, but, but. Maybe, you know, I ain't as, as the country song says, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good as once as I ever was. I ain't going to sing it, Tony. I ain't going to sing it. I'm as good once as I ever was. And so we always stay chasing after something that was once and that was. And I found myself in this place, to be really honest with you guys, of, my whole life through high school, I was on fire for God. I was passionate. I can honestly say that I was more entwined in relationship with him at 16, 17, 18 than at 20. And I didn't know why. I've since figured it out, but it was me being scared of the cost because I had felt pain, hurt, betrayal. And so I turned this off and tried to find this. For me, a lot of the things for me is I like to think I'm an ambitious person in my mind. So I, I, I just like to, to try to go make some money. Just going to be honest with you, I don't think it's a bad thing, but that's what I put all my focus into because I was like, listen, if this is kind of off right now, and, and I'm going to be real with you, I, I know kind of like what I'm supposed to really do. But I can like kind of do this and kind of do this and, and, and maybe one day it'll work out. And I found myself in this place. It was the summer of last year. And we had that Akoi trip coming up. Y'all remember. We talked about it. We're going to talk about it again. Y'all just wait. 
And we needed $10,000 to raise. And we had like two months, $0 in the bank. And I was looking at God. I was like, listen, you said go. And I said yes. And I had to find myself in this place to where I was trying to get the $10,000 a part of the purpose, but I wasn't really in tune with Holy Spirit. I knew I had heard him say, do it. But the relationship wasn't, like the country song says, it, was, it wasn't as good as it once was. And so I found myself, I didn't share this last time, I found myself on my knees crying out to God, literally crying. I'm a, I'm a weakling. I cried way too much. And I was crying out to God, and I, and I found myself getting back into relationship. And once I got back into relationship, the plan became so clear. We don't have time to get into it. But, yes, we raised the $10,000. We raised way more than $10,000. And, yes, we went on that trip. And, yes, lives were changed. Yeah, you can clap for that. But, but it all came down not to me being special. Not, it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with sacrifice and being uncomfortable. Because, man, there's a cost with a calling. There's a cost with a calling. I got to get you all out of here. I hear it coming down. I got to get you all out of here. The cost of the calling. The cost of the calling is consistently uncomfortable A relationship is not easy. Who's married? I'm newly, I'm new to this thing and it ain't easy. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. There's a cost, there's a sacrifice, there's a lot. <laughs> All y'all out there that have been doing it, man, commend to you. I'm gonna need your help. It's I love it. I'm not gonna lie, I love it, and I love my wife. She's way better than me, but there's it's some sacrifice. You mean I can't play PS4 every night I come home? We gotta sit up and watch your shows. I can't do this no more, but I'm starting to like it, you know, getting into the reality TV, and I'm like, man, I never watched this before. The Bachelor, what? You know, like, I pray, yeah, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, you know. You know, wisdom, there you go. You know what I mean, though? The cost, but it's worth it because you know that the love you have for that person, the cost is worth it. And because you see them every day and because you've had kids with them or you've been with them for so long, you, you see it's worth the cost because you see the purpose and the life that it gives you. What if I were to tell you that your real purpose and the real reason you're here is not your kids, not your marriage, not your life, not your business, but is what he has put you here for. And they may be a part in that, but without you starting here, you haven't even figured out out this part yet and so you go through life questioning wondering why am I really here you're not going to tell anybody that though you're going to keep it in you're going to keep hustling nobody knows but you and there's a little bit a little voice inside of you that's just trying to pull you back home Today, my goal is not to help you figure out your purpose. Today, my goal is not to tell you why you're here. Today, my one ask is that you just give them a chance. Come back home. Because the reason I showed that video is it was representing the story of the prodigal son. Probably most of you guys picked up on that. If not, you're cool. And... Um, um, the prodigal son, and the, what I wanted to say was this, there's a little bit of prodigal in all of us, isn't there? 
You may have not taken your inheritance and gone and blowing in the city and sleeping with pigs and want to eat corn slob and all that, but you know you've done something stupid, and you know there's a little bit of prodigal inside of you that's running away from or closing, running away from. You're running hard, and the world sees it, and it's very clear you're running. We see your Instagram post posing. We see it. <laughs> we see you on the boat. We see you in the car. We, we see it. We see you hustling, but where, where are you really running? Because all of this stuff can be a part of it. We know we're in a house. We can be honest. We can be humble, open, and transparent. We know you ain't got to live broke to be with God. We all know that. You all know I don't have to explain that to you. But what's first? Because to run forward, to run forward is not always to be more disciplined, to work harder, to try harder for God. What if running forward was just a simple act of, yes, I, you know what, it's been a minute, but I'm ready to come back home. You know, I, I serve you, God, and I love you, God, but I know there's, I, I, I just, there's something in me, and I, you know what I'm trying to say, God. Maybe you're in the place today, you have absolutely no idea what in the world I'm talking about, and that's cool. I love you. You're welcome here. But today, I want to tell you guys what I tell 13-year-olds every Sunday. <laughs> I want to tell you guys and close today with what I tell 16-year-olds every Sunday. The coolest kids in the world. I'm the luckiest guy. They're the coolest. They are on fire for God in ways that I wish, wish, wish that we, that we could get a glimpse of it. Because Jesus wasn't joking when he said childlike faith. Because I look at these kids. They are the boldest. They are worshiping every single day. Dropping in the worship songs that they're listening to in our group chat. They got Bible verses and they're encouraging each other every single day. They're sending their prayer requests into the group chat every single day. These kids get it because it is truly requires consistency consistency and so what I want to end with today is that your relationship with God can be amplified and you can get right with God by doing three simple things that's what I tell the kids that's what I was told and it changed my life read, worship and pray it's not complicated it's not hard and maybe you're looking at me today saying blah 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 whatever I do no, I mean for real like before you go to bed, if you have to go sit in your car, go sit in your car and have 15 minutes with God every day. Because without the consistency, without the consistent connection with the Father, you lose intimacy with Him. It's not that you're going to hell or that you're a bad person. It's none of that. It's just that, listen, like sitting before the Father, like I get to sit before you guys, is something that is just, it's just, it becomes a part of who you are and what you do. And without it, trust me, from personal experience, you lose so much with Him when you just don't connect with Him. So I'm not here to give you some theological, some deep analogy of how you connect with God and what to read. Bro, just open it up and read it. I don't care what you read. I don't care what you say. It says in the Bible that he just hears your heart 
groaning. Just get in the car and just yell for all I care. Do something. Because you can have the biggest goals. You can have the biggest dreams. You can even know the purpose that he gave you 20 years ago. But without the relationship, the life that you so desperately desire will never be achieved. Because he put you on this earth. If you're in this room today and you believe in him, he didn't put you on this earth so you could go through life alone. He put you on this earth to go through life with him. And so this forward series that we're in as we're wrapping it up, what if you just did what that first verse said in the prodigal son and you embraced him? His heart was pounding. He was running towards his son. And he wanted to his son. He embraced his son. He embraced his son. He embraced his son. But the son did not push him away. You could see it in the son's eyes. He embraced the love of the father. And because he embraced the love of the father, his heart was melted. His life was changed. And nothing was ever the same. Today, I look at you as we close out service today, and I'm not convicting, I'm not condemning, I'm not doing any of it. Holy Spirit, do what you please. But I'm just saying this. Listen, guys, one plus two equals three. You can't get three without one and two. So I don't care who you are, where you're from, if your mom was a pastor, if your dad was a pastor, if you's a pastor. I don't care who you are. Without one, I don't care how many church services you've been to. I really, I just don't. And he doesn't either. I don't care if you're looking at me like this kid's crazy. I really don't care because this is not me speaking. This is his Holy Spirit God that I believe in. He, I was serious when I said he had a message for us today. I didn't want to talk about this. But because I have just put myself in this place where I have to listen to him, even when I don't feel like it, I'll just get my time in before bed and my heart changes towards my wife when I'm mad. And, you know, it just does. I'm just messing with it. just mad. That time with God, though, really, that talk about helping a marriage. Amen to that, right? <laughs> Amen. I'm serious. It, man, that connection with him is everything. So I'm for real. We're getting out of here. I'm going to pray. I mean, it's 1108. I'm going to pray. But I want you to commit to one thing. Well, three things. To read, to worship. And to pray. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it super spiritual. Don't get so deep in your head that you get lost. It's a relationship, man. It's not, it's a relationship. It's like, it's a marriage on steroids. It's a relationship. Like, just, just, you have to put time into a relationship. And so, whenever you just put that time in, I promise you, like, everything, every other box is checked. The purpose, the meaning, the passion, the life, the marriage, the kids. If you're in connection consistently with the Father, I, I, it's just something how life works. It's like God set it up that way, that if you're in tune with Him, that the dominoes fall. It's just weird. It's just like, it's like He, it's like he put us here or something. So Jesus, we thank you today. First off, thank you for this beautiful snowfall, and thank you for getting everybody home safely today. Second off, when they get home today, thank you for the time they're going to have with you tonight before bed. In the morning before work, on the car ride there, that they just have that time just to say, hey, God, I'm here. 
you got anything you want to say? Or, hey, like, I'm just going to throw on this worship song and just talk to you for a minute. Or, hey, I, I, I know I just got home, and I know it's 12 o'clock at night, and, and I just got done fighting, and I just got done and yelling at my kids. And you know what? I didn't have a good day. And you know what? You know what? But but, but I'm going to just find that time with you because, because this crazy little kid was on stage today, and he was talking. He was talking about how if I just got in line with you, that everything else would just kind of sort of, like, like fall into place. And it's not that life's perfect, but it's like you're doing life with a perfect God and the God that has it all figured out. And so, Jesus, as we come into life with you and as we intertwine our purpose with relationship, we find a fulfilling life. So today, Father, we come as a hot church, a humble, open, and transparent. We got nothing to fake, nothing to prove. We come before you broken or whole, saved or unsaved, confused. However we come before you today, you embrace us just as the Father embraced his Son. We thank you. Like we say in Redefine that you're the dopest thing since sliced bread because you made sliced bread. I know I'm weird, but we thank you. We love you. We come before you today with an open heart, with an open mind. We come before you today, not perfect, but we come before you today ready. We don't need to figure out life today. We don't need to figure out our purpose today. We don't, we don't, we don't need to figure out what we're going to do. You don't have to go start a traveling ministry or apply at the church because we probably won't hire you because, you know, there's probably nothing for you to do anyway. But, 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 but you don't need to do that. You, you just need to come before him and say yes, and everything else will fin, fill, fall into place. Just say yes, just say yes, just say yes. Every single day come before the Father. Yes, every single day come before the Father. Yes, I'm here. I know it may be like five minutes, but I'm here. And you just feel that touch, that touch, that touch, that touch that we so desperately need. And so whether we're in number one, number two, or we have no idea who you are today, we thank you that you're the king and we love you and that you're here. And that we say yes to the embrace of a father. And it's in your great, your matchless, your holy, and your perfect name. And the church together said... Amen, amen, and amen. I love you guys.